Every year, June is celebrated as Pride Month. What started as a movement to remember the activism, history and resilience of the LGBTQ community has now unfortunately become just another opportunity for brands to profit from. Brands are creating pride-themed marketing campaigns, they're releasing limited edition rainbow merch. In fact, they're even sponsoring pride parades around the world. Pride parades have been commoditized to such an extent that people now feel that the message behind the celebration is getting lost behind the involvement of big corporations. But before we talk about the commercialization of Pride for Profit, let's find out how the march started in the first place and how did the march turn into an international celebration. This is Siddhant and welcome to Let's Do Shots. Back in the 60s, being gay meant being harassed, being discriminated, being attacked, and in many cases being imprisoned as well. In cities like New York, gay bars were safe places for people with diverse sexual orientations and gender identities. These were the only places where queer people could hang out while being themselves and feel safe. One such bar in downtown Manhattan was Stonewall Inn, and it became a focal point in the gay rights movement. This bar, like many other bars, was constantly raided by the police. They repeatedly arrested both customers and employees and made it difficult for the bar to operate. On June 28, 1969, a little after midnight, Stonewall was raided by the police yet again. Customers were roughed up, handcuffed and arrested. But this was the last straw. They were fed up of being harassed and they decided to fight back against the unjust law enforcement officials. The chain of events eventually led to riots and the cops were cornered into the bar, which was eventually set on fire. People showed up in hundreds outside the Stonewall Inn and the riots lasted an entire week. While the cops made it out alive, safe and sound, this major event is now considered as the beginning of the modern gay rights movement. One year later, the first march took place in New York to commemorate the anniversary of the riots. Unlike the modern day parades, there was no music, no dancing, no costumes. It was not a parade but a sign of resistance. People were actually taking a risk by going out and marching that day. The main goal of the march was visibility for a community that had been pushed to the margins. To be out and proud was a revolutionary act. After that, people began gathering on the streets every year. They protested against the growing discrimination and fought for the rights of the LGBTQ community. A new tradition was born. While the pride parades today may look like a huge party, it is rooted in serious activism. More than 50 years after the Stonewall riots, the movement has spread globally and about 1,500 Pride events take place across the globe in June each year. And if an event has the attention of consumers across the globe, guess who quietly creeps in? Greedy corporations. Brands have been pouring in millions of dollars into Pride-related initiatives each year to position themselves as allies to the community and win over the LGBTQ consumers. This money is used to manage the entire event, like permit costs, contractors, entertainers, staff, the list is endless. There's intense competition among companies to sponsor these parades, given the visibility it brings them. Companies like Apple, Facebook, Uber, Airbnb and countless others have all sponsored pride marches in the past. While widespread awareness and funding is great, 
Pride Month is unfortunately becoming increasingly commercialized and the participation of these companies seem less about inclusivity and more about a marketing opportunity. You will see blatant in-your-face sponsored banners in Pride marches. You will see rainbow-colored brand logos on social media. You will see Pride-themed brand merchandise. It has become a heavily branded affair where pride and profits are now mixed. It has just become normal for brands to profit off a community that has since long endured discrimination and harassment. Here's where the problem lies. Many companies that sponsor Pride or have Pride campaigns have discrimination issues against the LGBTQ community in their own offices. In many cases, they even have a history of an anti-LGBT stance. For instance, Wells Fargo, which recently sponsored a Pride parade, has an unfortunate history of investing in private prisons that incarcerate people from the community at disproportionate rates. Remember Trump? Of course you do. How can anyone forget him? He sold Pride merch as well. T-shirts and hats with his Make America Great Again slogan slapped onto the front in a rainbow font. And all of this was after his administration banned trans people from serving in the military. In 2019, Marks and Spencer launched an LGBT sandwich, a lettuce, guacamole, bacon and tomato LGBT sandwich packaged in a rainbow box for Pride Month. Even though the sandwich raised money for LGBT charities, it was criticized for being exploitative. The same happened with Listerine's rainbow-hued mouthwash, which left a bad taste in people's mouth. Not literally, of course, but because it looked like tokenism to most consumers, even though the brand did donate funds to the cause. I know what you're thinking. If the proceeds are being donated to the cause, isn't that a good thing? Yes, it is. But the amount of money that is eventually donated is nothing compared to the giant corpus of wealth that these multi-corporations have. For many corporations, it is just about a marketing opportunity. In fact, they often spend more on marketing these products than they donate. More importantly, these gimmicks downplay the importance the rainbow flag can hold for some people. Which is why it's important for brands to understand the importance of pride and its significance today before they launch that campaign earmarked for June in their calendars. And don't get me wrong, there are brands who have genuinely showed up as allies. When Australia didn't legalize same-sex marriage, ice cream brand Ben & Jerry's took a stand by refusing to sell double scoop ice creams with the same two flavors. If two people of the same gender can't marry each other, nope, you can't have two scoops of the same flavor either. And the stance was appreciated by many. In another instance, when organizers offer Straight Pride Parade in Boston took to Twitter to invite Axe Body Spray to participate in the parade. Remember, it's a straight Pride Parade. The brand replied saying, we'll be at the parade that matters and this one is not it. This was another example of how brands can show that they truly care about the community by standing up for them on social media. Brands need to earn the opportunity that Pride gives them by proving that they stand for the community in real ways. I mean, where were these brands 50 years ago when the LGBTQ community had its darkest moments? They all steered clear of anything to do with the community. Brands need to prove that they're not just jumping on something that's trendy and prove that they're committed to the cause long term and not just experimenting to earn brownie points in the month of June. Corporations must change from within. They should start hiring queer employees and create policies to protect them in the workplace. 
simple changes like providing gender-neutral bathrooms for non-binary and trans folks in their offices and also using the correct gender pronouns can make a huge difference in the lives of trans people. Another good way to start is by including the community, not just in the face of the marketing campaigns, but also in making and producing the campaigns. There are so many issues that affect different cross-sections of the LGBTQ people that businesses can actually help with. Only if they can leave their obsession with the Pride Parade and the month of June and realize they can be allies for the remainder of the year as well.